Hey, it's Kaylin Priest, and you are listening to the Wholehearted Business Podcast. Let me start with a little intro slash story about myself. Those of you who have followed me before, you probably know or have heard me tell this story before. Hey, Andy, I'm excited too. I'm so excited. Let me start with a little intro to this session while we're waiting for people to join. And I, many of you know my story where I started my business journey by with a, well, first, actually, I started a, a floral design business. It's my first ever business <laughs> that was my own. I had, I ran like fun little businesses with my siblings while I was in high school and stuff. Um, but the first business of my own that I started and ran was a floral design business. And I did wedding flowers. Then the second business that I started was a product business selling wooden baby toys. And it was the best business as a stay-at-home mom. I had a brand new baby and it was something that I could make work while he was napping or asleep and it was awesome. And started it very seriously, but also with a lot of doubts of my own capabilities and abilities. And so when the business really started to grow, it really started to grow. And it kind of left me like, like, sprinting from behind to try to catch up, try to figure out what the heck I was doing. Um, but what I found, and this is what I found for so many women in business. And I'll speak for myself though today. I'm not going to make any assumptions about you, but I would bet because of the women that I coached that I worked with before that this probably feels familiar to you too. This is the trap that I caught myself falling into was that I had this belief that business is supposed to to be a struggle. Business is supposed to be really hard. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be so much work. It's supposed to be so much effort. It's supposed to not feel good. It's supposed to be pretty miserable, honestly. And sorry, clicking, clicking join here while we're chatting. Business is supposed to be pretty miserable. And what I found was that I believed that so much that I made that my reality. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy and it was pretty miserable. It was pretty miserable because I had so much doubt about myself. It was miserable because I had so much doubt about what I could accomplish or what I could achieve. And I had this belief that it's okay if it sucks right now, because one day I'm going to make it. I am going to, I am going to be financially free. I'm going to make all the money. It's going to be so much easier one day in the future. It's going to feel so better, so much better. It's going to feel natural and easy. And one day in the future, when I really figure it out, it's going to be awesome. And because I lived in that headspace of it's okay if it sucks right now, because one day it will be amazing. That was my reality. And I kept living in this reality of, it's okay. It's going to get better one day in the future. And then I kept hitting these really cool milestones that were like my dream, my goal. And yet still, I had this thought that one day it's going to be better in the future. <laughs> so this, I watched this happen with so many women. This has sort of become my, one of my core messages is that business does not have to be such a struggle. You do not have to suffer through it. There will be challenges, let me be clear. <laughs> you know there are and there will be challenges, but as far as your experience of your business in your life, it does not have to suck. It does not have to be miserable. It does not have to feel like a huge struggle all the time. It will feel like that 
while you're learning how to manage your brain, how to change your thinking, how to believe in yourself more, how to stop defaulting to doubt so stinking often, which I feel like so many of us can resonate with. But my, my whole mission and message is that you don't need to keep waiting for some day in the future when you have your big break and this all becomes worth it, <laughs> worth it. You can have an amazing experience of your life and your business right now in whatever phase, whatever stage you are in your business. While you might be looking forward to goals that you want to accomplish, outcomes that you want to achieve, things that you want to experience in the future, the more we continue to believe the thought that it's okay to for everything to just suck right now because one day this will it will make it all worth it is completely unnecessary and is sort of like the core of what I want to share in this quiet marketing presentation. <laughs> it's gonna feel like I'm on my soapbox for the next hour and I will be because I'm very passionate about this. But um instead of making yourself feel so much like it's going to get better in the future, this is what I watch happening so often with women in marketing. They're like, I absolutely hate every part of this. <laughs> every part of marketing I strongly dislike, or most parts of marketing I strongly dislike. And, but it, but one day in the future, I'm just going to hire someone to do it all. Or one day in the future, I'll have so many followers and I'll just have sales like crazy. And I won't even have to worry about it anymore. That was so me. It's like one day when I hit the whatever number of followers, sales will just come easy. This will all be easy. This will feel better. And it's all going to be better. But it was just like, that is not necessary. We don't need to suffer that way. And I want to show you how we don't have to suffer. So also, let me say this session today, if you love the work that we're going to do on this session today, this is basically a sample of what we're going to be doing together in my program, The Greenhouse. The Greenhouse is a six-month experience where you're going to come along with me in a group format like this. And every single week at basically the same time, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, I don't know what time it is where you are, um, I'm going to go live like this. And two times per month, I'm going to be, be bringing a training like this to you. And it's going to be something freaking awesome like this call is going to be that you won't be able to find anywhere else. That'll be two times per month. And then every other week, I will switch off and do an open coaching call where you can come on live. If you have an obstacle or a roadblock or something that you're running into, you can come on live on the call, turn on your camera, turn on your mic, and I will coach you live on that call for five to 10 minutes. So it's basically a group coaching experience. But the really cool part is that I'm going to be bringing trainings to you, which you don't usually get in a coaching experience. Usually coaching is very open-ended. What do you need? What do you want help with? But I want to bring content like this to you. And so the greenhouse, six month experience, you can pay in full for $5.97 or pay $99 per month. Per month. We go. And, um, choose which way you want to pay, pay in full, pay as we go, pay as you go. Um, the calls will be, every single call will be recorded and put into a home base that you'll be able to get access to while you're in the greenhouse. I won't be publishing content that I bring to the greenhouse in a podcast. So I want you to know, like for my paying people, I bring my best stuff. This session, because this is a sample, is a little bit different. I will be publishing this session as a podcast because I want you guys to see how freaking awesome the greenhouse is going to be. Um, the doors for it are going to open next Thursday. So one week from today. And the basically the principles of the greenhouse will be this every 
all the things that we've been taught to, or that we just have somehow adopted to think that need to be really hard, don't have to be really hard. Marketing, money, motherhood. Those are the three topics that we're going to rotate through all in the interest of building your dream lifestyle into your business right now. And I love talking about dream lifestyle. A couple of weeks ago, I, I opened up this conversation on Instagram asking like, for most of us, I don't think financial freedom looks like owning a private jet or a yacht. For me, it looks like having a babysitter that comes twice per week, having a house cleaner, having room in my budget to be able to go out to eat if I want to without stressing about it, being able to buy cute clothes for my kids whenever I feel like it, being able to go on vacations. For me, it's my, my dream is like once per quarter. Anyway, just to give you some examples that all of this all of this work that we're doing, I feel like the way that I was taught business in the early days was like, my business is over here and my life is over here. And that create that eventually got to a point where it created so much dissonance that like my business was taking things away from my life. And I'm not interested in doing that anymore. And I'm definitely not interested in teaching you that way. And so I found for me, my business is part of my lifestyle. The work that I do in my business has to be work that brings me joy and fulfillment. It has to be on a schedule that brings me joy and fulfillment. If it doesn't, I shift stuff like crazy to make that happen. And I play around and I pivot and I tweak stuff constantly. Basically, my whole life is a big fat experiment where I'm constantly optimizing for my joy and satisfaction. And I, that's what I want for you too. So that was a really long soapbox, a really long intro. As we go today, I really hope I can fit all this into one hour. If I can't, I'll make another make another second session. As we go today, I'm not going to, I don't think we'll have time today to do coaching where I'll be able to like have you turn on your mic and chat with me. But as I'm as I'm talking, just put your questions in the chat box and I'll either peek over and refer to them or answer them at the end. But that way I can make sure everyone, if you have a question as we're going or something that you want clarification on or something that doesn't quite make sense to you, I can make sure to answer that for you. Last housekeeping thing. If you would, I would love if you would at some point take a picture of you watching this session, wherever you're watching from, however you're watching, take a screenshot, take a picture of where you're watching from and share it to your stories with just a little snippet about the biggest insight that you learned from this session today. I will randomly choose one of you and send you $25 on Venmo just to thank you for sharing. And also because I really want to hear what your takeaways are. So please take that seriously. Like, I really want to hear what your insights are. I would love if you share about it to your audience as well. Okay. Shall we? Let's do this. Gentle marketing. I've already talked about this at length. <laughs> the principle of this is that you do not have to suffer through marketing right now in hopes that one day it all becomes worth it. I want to make marketing part of your business lifestyle right now, where you optimize for your joy and fulfillment right now. In whatever phase of your business you're at, whether you are just starting whether you are signing your very first clients, getting some of your first orders, or whether you are like past the six-figure mark, this work all applies to every single woman in business at any stage. Here's the thing about marketing is that so many of us, is it fair if I say all of us? <laughs> Maybe I'll speak for myself again. I was trained in a way to do marketing where this, this is the phrase that comes to my mind. It felt like a big ask to my nervous system. What do I mean by that? I think our nervous systems play such a big role in our businesses that we discount way too often and in our lives too, because this is the way that we've been trained to do marketing, right? Post every day, post a ton of sales content, sell stuff like crazy, show your face, be on all the different platforms, be available all the time, which is fine. 
except for women like me and probably like you. I'm going to guess if you're on this session today, you really resonate with the message that we're women and we have different needs and gifts and capacities than maybe some other people do. For me, it really resonates that I'm a person who's deeply compassionate. I'm really empathetic. I'm an introvert. Like some of you are surprised when I tell you that I'm a huge introvert. I, um, I'm also very intuitive. And so one of my gifts is being able to sense the environment around me. I gain energy and I can sort of feel the energy of the environment around me. I can feel the energy of people around me. And this also makes people like us, if it's okay if I say that, some of, some of you may not resonate with all of this completely, but take the things that resonate, ditch what doesn't. Because of that, it's like, this makes us very prone to be people pleasers because we are so good at being able to sense and intuitively know what other people are thinking and feeling, even if they haven't said anything. And so this is why I say marketing becomes a huge ask to your nervous system, because if your nervous system is calibrated to keeping the peace, being a peacemaker, it feels like a huge ask to start posting sales content. And if you're a person who's a people pleaser and you're able to perceive what other people, what you think other people might be thinking and feeling about you, it feels like I don't really want to do that, but we force ourselves to because we think that's what we have to do, even though we don't want to. And so I think all of those are gifts. I want to be super clear that some of the, some coaches will say that those, some of those gifts are feminine, more feminine than masculine, empathy, compassion, kindness, friendliness, intuitiveness, introvertedness. Those are all very feminine characteristics they're gifts. They're not something to squash or to set aside, even though I feel like that's how I did marketing for so long. You don't need to do that. I'm going to teach you a way better way. So I also want to say, yes, Rachel says, so scary to sell. I know. I'm, I've got you. I'm going to help you. Um, I, I also want to say, I've been calling this session gentle marketing, but I think I might change the name of it. I think I want to call it in the future intuitive marketing, because I realized in the last week, this if you've heard of or resonate with intuitive eating at all, intuitive marketing is like the perfect parallel. This is like the overall message of intuitive eating, right? There are no good or bad foods. You get to decide what you're going to eat based on how you feel in the moment. You are going to listen to your body. You are going to fuel it with hopefully good things, but also giving yourself so much compassion if you change your mind today and you want to do something differently. Intuitive eating is we're not going to live off. We're not going to keep ourselves stuck inside these boxes of rules that we have to follow, things that are approved, things that are unapproved, things that are that you have to follow strictly. It's like very open-minded, very in tune and aligned with what feels good to you. And so, and also finding your sweet spot, your satisfaction point with food, right? You, finding your like fullness level where you feel satisfied, but you're not over full. The same is true of marketing too, where you find your own sweet spot that feels good to you, where you feel like the, the content that you're putting out is, it fills your soul with joy, but not that you have to like kill yourself spending so much time marketing. I call it over-marketing. I feel like I over-marketed for years, just feeling like I had to constantly be putting out content and posts and emails and sending stuff and stories. And most of that is totally unnecessary. And I want to help you eliminate the over-marketing as much as possible. But overall, the 
the like root message of intuitive eating and intuitive marketing is love. This for me, like broke my brain. I was like, I had never heard someone use the words love and marketing in the same sentence. <laughs> like what marketing is an act of love. I really want you to try that on and see how it feels for you. It's an act of love for your audience. Because again, the way that we've been trained so often is marketing is for you to put stuff out there so that you can get something, so that you can get sales, so that you can make money, so that you can get followers, so you can get likes, comments, DMs. That's the way we've been trained to do marketing. Instead of what if marketing was just a way for you to show love to people in your world? And that's literally it. That's basically the root of what I want to teach you today. Here's the next thing that I want to say is that gentle marketing slash intuitive marketing, whatever I decide to call it, is it's not another marketing strategy to add to your toolbox. I know you have watched calls like this before where they teach you different strategies of ways to increase your views and ways to increase your sales and things like that. That is not what this is. This is a movement. This is like, we're going to take your old toolbox that you've been using for your social media marketing, for your email marketing. Those are the two that I'm going to talk about today because those are the two that I love the most. We're going to take this toolbox that you've been using that's clunky and you hate it and it's ugly and it like squeaks when you open it and it's hard to carry and we're going to throw it out and we're going to get you a new toolbox that's like freaking cute <laughs> that you just looking at it brings you so much joy. I can like see my mental toolbox in my brain. It's yellow and there's like a floral print inside or it's like a pinstripe print inside of it and it's like dang cute and every part of that marketing toolbox brings me joy. And we're going to replace it, your toolbox with the toolbox that's your favorite color that's so cute. And yes, we're going to get work done with this toolbox. I want to be very clear. We are going to make you sales. We are going to make you money with this toolbox, but it's going to feel so much different. And then you can take the tools out of your old toolbox that you like and put them in your new one or leave them in the old one and throw them out too. And I want to give you full permission to do that with any marketing rule or strategy that you've learned in the past that is not lighting your soul up with joy. So here's the principle. Yes, I want an aesthetic toolbox. Me too. It's got to be like gorgeous, right? And it's got to make me happy every time I look at it. Okay, so what we're talking about with, let's just call it intuitive marketing from here on out. Intuitive marketing is marketing that doesn't make you feel stressed or anxious or panicked. I, for me, had not quite put a finger on that feeling, that resistance that I was feeling about marketing, the feeling of, I don't want to do it. I actually hate it or strongly dislike it was actually like anxiety. It was actually a little bit of panic. It was pressure that I was putting on myself or that I, you know, pressure to do it the right way or to do it a certain way. In intuitive marketing is marketing that doesn't put you into fight or flight. That can be real. If you've experienced Posting something and your heart starts pounding, that's could be fight or flight. If you've experienced not posting anything because you are paralyzed by overwhelm, that's also a reaction that's happening in your nervous system towards marketing. Totally normal. Just good to know it's there and good to know so that we can find something, pick something that works better for you. Marketing that doesn't take you more than 30 minutes per day. If your marketing has been taking longer than that, you probably can and should simplify it ASAP. Marketing that doesn't make you check your phone every two minutes to see if you have a DM or a new message or a comment or something that you need to respond to. I am totally guilty of this, which is why I included this. 
in this marketing, I'm, I don't do this anymore. I used to be like glued to my phone all day. And anytime I had a spare second where my kids were not needing my attention in that moment, it was a quick check of Instagram. And it almost just became like muscle memory. I don't want that for you. It's unnecessary. Let's have that be one of the things that we ditch if you want to. And then finally, this is along the same vein, marketing that doesn't make you feel like you have to be energetically logged on all day. Marketing where you can literally say like, my doors are now closed as if you owned a brick and mortar store and you close the door and you turn off the light and you go home and your work is done. That's the feeling that I want you to feel with your marketing on Instagram. You post the thing that you need to post, you log out, you delete the app, you put it away, you put your phone away from you so that you are clocked out. You're closed for business for the day. That is so important. That's why so many of us are feeling so much resistance to marketing because we're probably experiencing this like constant nervous system overload that will cause you to crash and burn, that will cause you to burn out so quickly. So let's get into it. Gentle marketing, what is it? How do you implement it? And we're gonna make an actual plan for you so that you can start implementing this immediately. Yes, Alexis says, feels like freedom. A freaking men. Okay, so here's what we're gonna talk about first. These are the next three things we're gonna go over first. The four cornerstones of an intuitive marketing. I have gentle marketing in my notes over here. So we're going to, if I slip up, just know we're going to call it gentle marketing from now on. Next, I'm going to talk about uncovering your message. That uncovering your message could be a six month program on its own, but I'm going to just give you a quick sneak peek, some quick questions you can ask yourselves to start bringing that to the surface for you. And then finally making your intuitive marketing plan. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so the four cornerstones of gentle marketing. One. If you know how to serve an audience, you will hold the key that will unlock the door to financial freedom. Every time I think this, it, it gives me chills. In that moment, it makes me want to cry a little bit because I'm so passionate about this. If you know how to, let me make sure that you hear this. If you know how to serve an audience, not how to get an audience, not how to have an audience, not how to sell to an audience, how to serve an audience, you have a key to the door to financial freedom. Because if you have an audience that you serve so freely and willingly, they're going to naturally be drawn to you. They're going to know what kind of a person you are. Their trust for you is going to be increased exponentially. Their willingness to spend their hard-earned money on your offers is going to go through the roof. And this for me is why I'm so passionate about this because I'm not here to just sell stuff to people. I'm here, I am here to make money, but I'm also here to make money in a way that makes other people's lives better. And that has to be an integrity for me. Otherwise it, it's, it, well, I won't be here. <laughs> I won't be, I won't be getting on a call like this if it's not to help other people improve their lives. And so I think about this all the time, especially in 2023, where for many business owners, it was a tough year. And I think about women who I, who are selling products on Etsy and are sending me DMs like my sales on Etsy are dropping like crazy and I don't know what to do. Or some of my dear friends who sold products on jane.com, if you're familiar with Jane, where they were seriously making tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales on Jane and their platform disappeared overnight. That's really frustrating, but it is totally a risk that you run when you're selling your products on another platform. When it works, it works great and it's freaking awesome. When it doesn't, it leaves you feeling like you're up a creek without a paddle. So this is why I'm so, so passionate about using platforms, whatever platform you want to use, especially if you're a product business owner, to get your products in front of people, but still 
having your own audience where you can sell to your own people. Because if you have an audience who knows you and likes you and trusts you, you can literally sell anything you want at any time. And if you've heard me say before that you can choose how much money you want to make, that is true if you have an audience that you know how to serve. So like I said, I'm not talking about just having an audience. It's one thing to have an audience, but it's another thing to have an audience that knows you and likes you and trusts you so completely that they pay attention when you say something. And when you put something in front of them and you're able to communicate how much value it has, it's a no-brainer for them to purchase. This is not just posting content for the sake of posting content, which is another thing that I think a lot of us have been trained to do in our marketing. Like if you just, if you just do it, then you can check the box and say that you did it. And that's good marketing. Anybody can do that. That's not what, what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about growing an audience because I want to be super specific about this too. Cause I think a lot of us carry a lot of emotional baggage around the pressure of growing our audiences because it's so out of our control. But here's what I want to offer to you is that Serving your audience is the equivalent of growing your audience. The only difference is that your service to them is in your control versus the growth of your audience is not in your control. So let's focus on what's in your control, what you can actually do to create impact, levers you can actually pull instead of looking for the growth of the audience to prove that you're doing a good job. We're going to flip it around the other direction. Also, the goal of this kind of marketing is not to go viral. It's not to get engagement. It's not to get comments or likes or DMs in the same in the, for the same reason that the goal is not to grow your audience because all of those things are out of your control. We're going to talk more about that at the end, about how to take ownership of the things that you can actually control and leave the rest up to the hands of fate. <laughs> leave the, put the, put the rest, put the, the engagement, the growth, the sales in God's hands because you have no control over that. Hopefully that feels good and not discouraging. If it feels discouraging, we'll circle back to that later. Cornerstone, cornerstone number two of intuitive marketing is that in order for this serving your audience thing, I don't even want to put it in quotes because that makes it feel like I'm like discounting it. In order for this serving your audience thing to work, it has to be something that you are able to and willing to and hopefully like to do over a long period of time. For me, I can seriously right now, I love my Instagram marketing so much. I can genuinely say I could see myself doing this time 80. <laughs> when you guys are, if some of you guys are still following when I'm following me when I'm 80 for my wheelchair, hopefully not in a wheelchair when I'm 80, posting about stuff that I'm passionate about on Instagram, if Instagram's even still a thing at that point, DM me and let's chat and say hi. Like I love, I can genuinely say this with 100% integrity. I love marketing so much that I could see myself doing this for a very long time. And that's the kind of feeling that I want inside for you. This is, this is the perfect parallel with intuitive marketing, right? This is why most diets don't work because if you are on a diet and you are forcing yourself into this pattern or into this behavior that doesn't feel good, you're probably not going to sustain it for a long amount of time. And, or maybe you do, and then you're like, Oh, finally I'm done. And then you quit. And then, you know, go back to your comfortable way of living so I want to talk about marketing that is easier, that's more fun, that's super fulfilling. For a lot of women who I talk to, the reason they're running their business is to make money, but also because it's their creative outlet. Your marketing can be part of that. It doesn't have to feel like a distraction from your creative outlet. A lot of people say, oh, I wish I could just like create my product or serve my clients all day long and not even have to do marketing because it distracts me from that work that I love to do. 
we need to figure out a way to do the work of marketing that feels just as good and just as fun and just as fulfilling. Also, the other thing I want to say about this is that in order for you to feel good serving an audience over a long period of time, you have to give yourself permission to pivot. If you have followed me for the last, <laughs> some of you have followed me for several years. You have watched me go through, no joke, 75 pivots. And some of them were big, loud pivots, like I'm selling my business. Some of them were like, I'm not an Etsy coach anymore. Some of them were micro pivots. All along the way, you have to be able to give yourself permission to change your mind at any time and give yourself permission to change your mind and trust that your audience is going to come along for the ride because they're following you. They're not following your, your business because they love your product so much. This is the secret. <laughs> if you think people are following you because they love your product, you're wrong. They're following you because they love you. They love your heart. They love your message, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. They love the way that you make them feel. They love your content. They're not following you because they love your product. Spoiler alert. Okay. Third, third pillar of third cornerstone of gentle marketing is that the job, this is going to feel like the biggest sigh of relief. The job of your marketing is not to sell. It is not to sell people on your offer or your products or your services. Period. End of discussion. Let me say that again in case it didn't quite register. <laughs> the job of your marketing is not to sell people. The job of your marketing is for it to find people who are predisposed to wanting to buy your offer. This is the best news ever. You don't need to sell anyone. You don't need to convince anyone. You don't need to change anyone's mind. You don't need to pressure anyone. I like, is it even possible to change people's minds anyway? You don't have to be salesy. We are looking for the people in our in your world right now or in the world who haven't found you yet who are who already want what you're selling you don't have to convince them that they want it they already want it and so here's how i know this is true i'm never gonna buy a motorcycle i can i feel very confident that i can say i'm never gonna buy a motorcycle not because i don't like them or think they're bad they're just super not for me and if Harley Davidson went out and was like, we are going to target Kaylin until she buys one of these motorcycles, they would waste a lot of time and money because I don't want one. And I think a lot of us are secretly doing this in our marketing or feel the pressure of having to do that. And it's like, no wonder it feels like crap. It's because we, it's like we already intuitively know this isn't going to work super well or that it's going to be like, again, a big ask for your nervous system to put yourself out there in front of people who don't even want what you're selling. I want you to think about how, not how, I want you to just know this truth. The job of your marketing is not to get in front of everyone and then convince them to buy your stuff. The job of your marketing is to create a space where people who already enjoy what you create want to hang out. They want to stay. They want to follow. For me, like literally saying that feels like a breath of fresh air. Like, Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to put any pressure on yourself anymore to convince people or to sell to people. You can officially release that pressure. I love the way that Alex Termozzi says this. He says, our goal is not to create desire. It's simply to channel the desires that people already have through your offer and your monetization vehicle. I love that. Cre creating desire in people feels like a million pounds on my shoulders, taking the desires that people already have and showing them why my offer will help them get the thing that they want. I'm like I could do that. That feels doable to me. Cornerstone, cornerstone number four, 
The job of marketing is not for you to find people. The job of marketing is for people to be able to find you easily. You don't have to chase people down. You don't have to track them down. You can let them come to you. You can let them feel attracted and be attracted to you, your message, your work. All you have to do is be available and allow people into your world. And here's why I love this distinction is because for this reason, I have no desire to go viral because the, the hope of going viral is that, oh, if, if the maximum number of people see me, that increases the number of people who might like me, that increases the number of people who might possibly come and follow me. And not that I think it's bad to go viral or bad to like secretly want to just because it would be super fun. But I don't love the goal for you of going viral because one, it's out of your control completely. And two, you don't need to. Because instead, what we're going to do or what I want to help you do is create content that resonates so deeply with the people who are already following you that they want to share about it. I love when people share about me to their Instagram stories. That's why I incentivize you sometimes with money (laughs) to do so. I love it when people share about me to their Instagram stories or share about me to their friends. I don't get to see this happen, but I love when people talk about me behind my back in positive ways. And I trust that people do. I don't get to see evidence of that, but I trust that people are. And I trust that I'm serving people in such a big, beautiful way that of course they would talk about their friends to me. I also want to say with my thoughts on my desire desire to not go viral, but I still do have a desire to be shared in front of people's audience. That desire to be shared is not, it doesn't come from an energy inside of me of feeling like I need people to see, I need people to share about me so that more people can see my stuff. It's, it's actually more like, I trust that my content shines like a lighthouse and it brings the people who love what I do closer to me. I don't have to stress about growing my following. I don't have to stress about getting my stuff in front of more people. I trust that people will love my stuff so much that they'll help. They will help bring the right people to me. Doesn't that feel so much better? I love the image of every single woman in my audience standing in her power like a lighthouse. And whether they say this out loud or whether you are feeling it inside of you, it's like, I don't have to do anything huge or significant or crazy to be more visible or to go viral. I can just be me. And the more me that I am, the more people come to me. The bigger that I serve people, the bigger that I give pieces of my heart that I share what's happening in my life with vulnerability and give them something to connect to, of course, they're going to want to come closer to me. And of course, they're going to want to pay for my offers because they're going to want to pay to get closer access to me for me because I'm a coach. Of course, they're going to want to stay in my world because they love my products so much and they love the message of it and they resonate with it so deeply. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are the best. (laughs) Everyone's commenting, saying that you talk about me. Thanks. (laughs) Honestly, it has taken some recalibration of my nervous system to even feel okay with saying thank you. I receive that. That's that's a that's a conversation for another day. That's a greenhouse presentation for another day. I don't want to call it a presentation. I'll, I gotta figure out a better word. Okay, fourth pillar and final pillar of intuitive marketing is that marketing should feel less like content creation and more like art. Some of you are some of you have some some thoughts and some feelings about this. Some of you have shared them with me, and so I want to pick this apart. What do I mean when I say your content creation, your marketing should feel like art to you? 
here's what I mean by sharing more of your artisticness. Some of you are like, I, I don't do art. I don't share art. <laughs> well, here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your art equals your talent. Your art equals the thing that people need and want that only you provide. Your art is basically you. Your art is you. I'll give you an example. My art is not painting. I love, I love a good painting. I appreciate beautiful art. Can I create it? No. My art is words. My art is sharing words that feel like a balm to women's weary souls. My art is sharing words that inspire women to dream bigger and to take action to do really cool things in their lives and make big changes. My art is sharing thoughts in my head that help people feel loved seen and heard. And I want to say that yours is too. Whether you have admitted it to yourself or whether you have realized it or not, at the core, for the women in this room, if I was giving this presentation to a bunch of men in a room, I might give this presentation very differently. But for you in this room, your message is whatever you feel like is being pressed upon your heart to say that helps people feel loved, seen, and heard. So my art, saying words, writing words, words in whatever form, is my craft. I get paid to say words to my private clients. I get paid to say words to my group coaching clients. It's my craft. I get paid to do it. But I also share words and messages in my content for free. And that's what helps. That's my marketing. That's what helps bring. That's what helps create clients who want to pay to get closer access to me. So Let's apply this to you. What is your art? Here are some ideas. Sharing beautiful pictures or cute things that make women happy. I feel like for so long, I had so much resistance when I was when I was running Poppy Seed Play. It was like, people are talking about how I should sell people's pain points and talk about their needs a lot. No one has a pain point that would be solved by buying a wooden baby gym. <laughs> no one has a need for a wooden baby gym but they're really cute. And for so long, I, I felt like, is that a, is, is that count as a need? Yes. Unequivocally from this day forward, if you ever have the question, does sharing things that I think are cute or beautiful count as filling someone's need? Yes, it does. And it's also part of your art. More ideas. Saying things that the people in your audience need to hear. That feels like my art. It might for you. Maybe you haven't even played around with this quite yet. Your art could be sharing your story, your actual life experience. Your art could be making people laugh. That is beautiful and unique and needed so deeply. Other ideas of art, capturing meaningful moments in your own life with photos or words, capturing meaningful moments of other people's lives with photos or words, Making cute graphics. I think about, is my is Amy on here? My graphic designer, Amy. Talk about art. I appreciate so much her artwork. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to spend time doing that because she's so much better than I am or ever will be. Other ideas of art could be things like handiwork, jewelry, quilting, sewing, crafting, ceramics, candlework, leatherwork, floral design, an infinite insert, whatever your thing is that you do, that is your art, that is your craft, or any combination of all these things about that I've been talking about. You have an art that people will pay you for. I love calling it your craft. You also have an art 
that people that you can share for free that will make people want to pay you. So I'm not a traditional artist. I don't have a canvas or an easel. I don't have a palette that I carry, but I have the same job description as a painter. And you do too, which is to help people feel loved, seen, and heard, to inspire people to dream bigger, and to inspire people to take action so that they can live a better life. I feel like I'm missing some bullet points on that. I will keep fleshing that out because I feel like there's so many things that are, this is, this is what I think. I like to think of like, what's the job description of being a human? What's the job description that God put us on this earth to do? Those things, those three things feel aligned for me. Helping people feel loved. Giving love. Learning how to receive love. Helping people live a better life. Helping people feel better. Helping people get the things that they want. That's the job description of being a human. So therefore, that is the job description of your business. Like I said, whether you have admitted it or whether you have believed this or not, this is true, that this is the job description of your business is to help people feel better in whatever form that is. If that feels like it's not quite sitting for your specific business quite yet, we're going to we're going to workshop this in just a minute. Actually, are we doing that right now? Let me see. Let's we'll we'll circle back to that in just a minute. <clears throat> okay, let me look back at my notes. I lost track of where I am. Okay, here's the next thing. This is the next thing that comes up. Okay, cool. I like the idea of being artistic, Kaylin, but how does that help me make money on Instagram? Hopefully you're starting to see how you helping people helps you make more money. But if you have this, if you have a doubt that being more artistic on Instagram will help you make more sales, I want you to like be willing to be wrong about that. <laughs> because I have a ton of my own evidence to prove that this is true. Me being more me and serving in a bigger way has made me more money than any other marketing strategy I've tried. And it also happens to light my soul up like a Christmas tree when I go to do marketing because it feels so good and so aligned with my soul to say things to people that help them for free. That feels like I could do that for the rest of my life instead of making me feel like the rest of some other marketing strategies make me feel like I would like to crawl in a hole with a paper bag over my head. My, I think that you sharing more of what makes you human and real and sharing more of your magic and your you-ness is exactly what would make someone want to buy your offer, whatever it is. It will make them, first of all, drawn to your content. Remember how we were just talking about how you're a lighthouse and your dream clients slash customers will come to you and you don't have to chase them down. This is how. When you be the most you that you can be and shed some of the, or maybe share some of the things that are vulnerable that make you, you, they're going to be drawn to your content. They're going to, it's going to be like moths to a flame. They're going to follow you. They're going to click the follow button. They're going to stay in your audience. And then they're going to spend their hard-earned money to get more of your magic in their lives. I have, like I said, I have plenty of my own evidence to prove that this is true. And I want to ask you to start looking for evidence that this could be true for you too. Okay. What are we at? We have 15 minutes. Let's, for the next, let's say five minutes. We're going to do this kind of quickly. I think we can do, I think we can do five minutes. Oh gosh, guys, I'm looking at your, 
<laughs> I'm looking at your messages in the chat. Callie says, you are word slash art or the milkshake that brings all the boys to the art. 100%. I love it. Ruth says she loves this. Okay. I'm getting some questions now. Let me, let's move into this uncovering your message section and see if this answers some of your questions. And if not, then we'll, we'll do some of these at the end. Okay. Uncovering your message. When I say to you, you have a message and you have an art. If you're like, question mark, what the heck is mine? Let's figure that out right now. Here are three questions, four questions actually, that I want you to either sit with right now and maybe you'll come to a discovery right now, or maybe this is something to journal about, or maybe this is something to come to the greenhouse for that I will help you figure out. Um, here are the questions. Some of you may have heard me say these in some of my recent podcast episodes. One of my favorite questions to ask is, if you could hold up a megaphone and have every single person in your audience hear the thing that you say, what would you say? For me, you've already heard me say it a million times, this marketing thing, this business thing does not have to feel so hard. It does not have to feel like it, feel like it's going to take away from things. This marketing thing, this business thing does not have to feel like it's taking something away from your life. It can feel like it amplifies your life. It can feel like it amplifies your confidence in yourself. It amplifies your motherhood. It amplifies your relationship with God. That's spicy. I don't hear a lot of people saying that. I hear a lot of people saying that business can make you forget about your relationship with God. I strongly disagree because I built him into my business. It brings me closer to him. If you could hold up a megaphone and say something to every single person in your audience, you would have them hear, what would you say? I'm looking at some of your names on here to think about your businesses. I'm thinking about, let's take a product business, for example, because I feel like sometimes this connect is the hardest to make for product businesses. This is what I find so often with women who run product businesses is that they, they actually do know what the message is that they're trying to say to people, but they're hiding behind their product. It's one of my other favorite spicy questions to ask. Like, if you didn't, if you weren't selling a product anymore and you had to just be you on Instagram, what would you be saying? What would you be talking about? What would you be sharing that would help people feel loved, seen, and heard? Okay, that's the question. I love this. Is um, I'm thinking of Sheree. Sheree is on here. Sheree, can I pick on you for just a minute? I had a coaching call with Sheree the other day that will come out as a, as a podcast in a couple of weeks. Yes, there she is. Yes, okay. I'm reading Sheree's comment in the in the chat too. Okay, so Sheree's the perfect example where she runs a product business. And when I asked her this question, this might make me cry. When I asked her this question of like, what do you want the women in your audience to hear? What she said was, I want them to feel worthy. And for some of us, it's like, how the heck does my random product make someone feel worthy? That is the connection that I want you to practice. That is the gap that I want you to bridge <laughs> because it does and it can and whatever that bridge is that's what you need to be saying in your content other questions um okay yeah other questions one uh number two I guess it's question number two everyone else thinks that fill in the blank but I think that fill in the blank I really love that one because it gets to not only what is your, what is the thing that you think, but also what's the thing that you think that makes you a little bit different than everyone else? I just gave you one of mine. Everyone else thinks that building a business will 
make you lose your faith in God. I think that building a business can bring you closer to God, just like growing your family can. That's mine. One of mine. Here's another one. I profoundly freaking care that. <laughs> Fill in the blank. I want to say I borrowed these last two questions from Simone Soul, and she uses the F word when she says this sentence. So if it sounds awkwardly worded, that's, that's why. I profoundly freaking care that. Fill in the blank. Whatever that is for you. And lastly, blank, 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 and I will die on this hill. Those are some of your questions to really get at the heart of what is the message that you're selling. You are not selling a product, even though you may have been thinking that you do <laughs> or believing or trying to believe that you do. You don't. If you sell a service, you don't sell a service. You sell a message. What's your message? Those are your four questions. Okay. Um, now, if you want help with this, I'm going to take three minutes, actually. Drop your question about if you're having a hard time uncovering your message, drop a question in the chat and I will help you with it in real time. Let me go back up to Kate. Oh, first, Ruth says she's loving this. She says this is super powerful art. Yes. Ruth, you already do this and you're so good at this. You just need to like trust that you're already doing this, sharing art through your content. Okay. Kate says, Kaylin, where does niche come into this though? Speaking of artful postings, my Etsy is all about my grandparents' art, but my postings got very little traction. Okay, Kate, here's what I would say for you because I know about your business. Kate has this really cool, is it your grandpa, Kate, or your grandparents? She found artwork that was created by her grandpa, I believe after he passed away. I don't know if the family knew about this artwork. Okay, Kate says both. She, they found this like treasure trove of artwork created by her grandparents that people in the family didn't know about either until later in their life or after they passed. I can't remember the full story on this, Kate, but she's trying to create products, sell products that have where she can get this artwork into the world now after her grandparents have passed, which I think is so beautiful. So for you, Kate, I would play around with the question of why is it so important to me that this artwork gets out to people? And why would it be so important for people to resonate with that so much? I would play around with some thoughts like it's important to me because my relationship with my family members is important. It's important to me because I want to carry on the legacy and tradition of my of the people who came before me. It's important to me because I want someone to do that for me. I want someone to carry on my tradition and my legacy. And I would bet that there's a lot of people out there who would resonate with the feeling or the desire for people to and like how I'm saying, like, it's important for you to carry on the legacy of your grandparents. It's important for the people in your audience to carry on the legacy of their grandparents. So I would play around with questions of how can I help people do that? Or what, like I said, you have your artwork, which is amazing. What's the message of your artwork? The message of your artwork is that this, is it, this was important to someone and I want it to be shared throughout the world. And not just, not just this artwork, but like, I want that person to be shared without the world, throughout the world. I want him to be remembered. Okay. Those are some questions for you to play with. Um, okay. Cherie said before, I totally bought a program because I resonated with the creator, but still haven't opened the program in a year. Me too. <laughs> it's a toxic trait of most of us who love to consume content and don't, we love to consume content. We love to buy from people who we trust. Okay, um, 
I can't see whose name on this. Do I always need to show my face to show my art? No. This is something, this goes to, this goes back to intuitive marketing. I show my face on Instagram because I like to. I like people to know who I am. And I've, this is actually one of my favorite things is when I share my Instagram with people and they open it up, they have, I'm like at a networking event. I don't actually go to networking events. If it's just like a random person, I'm like, here's my Instagram and they open it up. This has happened, not, this doesn't happen every time, but people will say, I love that I can see who you are. I think it's, it can be something that makes you unique these days because there's a lot of people who want to create faceless Instagram accounts and you totally can. And so, like I said, this will, this will come back to intuitive marketing for you. What feels good for you? There are absolutely options of ways to get your message and your offers and your products, your services or whatever it is that you sell in front of people without showing your face. And so if that feels important to you, you can build your game plan around that pillar. We're going to get to the game plan here in just a minute. Okay, Madison says, I feel like my message is going to resonate the most uh, okay. I feel like my message is going to resonate the most and align with LDS women. I'm scared to niche down that specifically though. Should I dilute my message and make it more for Christian women in general? Here's what I found. Madison, this is, you've, you've watched me do this. Many of you know, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. And I played around with this a lot, like maybe like possibly niching myself that way. For me, it feels more limiting to eliminate people in my audience who might not resonate with the message of being LDS, but who do resonate with the message of having God in their business. So again, I'm going to put it back on you on this one, that this is a question you can make through your intuition with full trust that whatever you decide is the right thing for you. Um, questions I would ask that might help make this decision would be like, are there women in my audience who I could still serve even if they're not LDS or is the message is the core of my message so specific to women who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that I should niche, niche that specifically? That would be a question for you. Okay, it says, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Jessica says, most of my customers are rough and tough cowboy guys. I want to maintain my femininity in my marketing and messaging, compassion, empathy, but I'm also worried about being too fluffy and losing my followers. That's what I find holds me back a lot in sharing my message publicly. Here's what I would say, Jessica. The most important thing is for you to be the most you that you can be. Because if you try to be someone else or try to be a different version of yourself to appease or to satisfy the people who might possibly buy from you, you're gonna let you're gonna be left feeling like you're in friction a lot of the time. And so it's most important for you to be the most fully you and shine like a lighthouse. Your brain might be believing like men won't resonate with my message, and that could be totally untrue. What if it's not? What if men there are men who do resonate with your message. I think about my husband, Nate, who's like, should be a coach. <laughs> he's like, he's a man. He's very masculine, but he also is very sensitive and very empathetic and very compassionate. I think there are totally men out there who would resonate with that. Or if they don't, if if it's not super important for them to be compassionate and empathetic, they're going to love your products because your products are freaking awesome. So Jessica, can you have multiple messages? Yes. I'm glad you asked this question. I think you can have a message of your brand your core message. And I also think you can have a message for different products, right? So like the greenhouse product for me is a really good example. There's a very specific message that I want to come through with the greenhouse versus other products that I sold before. So yes, you totally can. Alexis says, we niche down to LDS women. And once we did that, we blew up. If those are people that are looking for you and need you when you niche down, they will find you more easily. Yeah. So you can't mess this up. Make the decision that feels best for you and that feels most aligned for you. 
there are, I think Alexis is, she sells an emergency preparedness product. And so it's like, yes, there are women who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints who are looking and seeking for this kind of information. The question for you might be, is that true for my, my niche to my offer? Okay. We have three minutes. Um, can I, can I get through this in three minutes? I will try my best. Okay. Here's your, let's establish your gentle, your intuitive marketing game plan. We're going to create a new strategy because old strategies that you may have adopted sound like get more engagement, get more views, grow your audience, get more sales. The bad news is none of those things are in your control. <laughs> none of those things are in your control. And so if you're over here trying to create content with that goal in mind, you're going to feel like you're spinning your wheels constantly because you can't control that. And as much as we would like to, the perfect analogy for this is parenting. How much, how many of us would love to be able to control our kids' behavior on any day, at any moment, and when they start fighting, to be able to stop them immediately? And, you know, how many of us would love to be able to control our what our spouse does in our marriage and just make sure that he does the right thing every single time? How many of us would love to be able to control our health and control the way that other people perceive us all the time? We would love to. It's just wishing for that is not the reality. And so it's going to leave you feeling at in friction with reality which is not fair to you and not necessary. And so we're going to shift your marketing plan. We're not even going to call it a strategy anymore to be all about things that you can actually control. that are actually in your field of doing <laughs> because you can't control how many people follow you today. You can't control how many likes you get. You can't control how many sales you get. I know as much as we would like to. And total... Traditional marketing gets us totally tied in knots about this because we're it feels like we're trying to control the uncontrollable. And I don't know about you, but it leaves me feeling stuck and frustrated a lot of the time. So it makes me question if I'm doing a good job. It makes me feel like I have to use other people's reactions to my content to prove that I'm doing a good job. None of those things lead to or lend to you feeling good in your soul. None of those things lend to you leading with intuition. And so here's the thing that I'll say. This requires you to strengthen your intuition muscle. You're getting really good at intuitive marketing is really like, is just like getting really good at intuitive eating. It requires you to get really good at listening to what's going on inside of you and using that answer and trusting that answer and not discounting it or doubting it. It requires you to get quiet. It requires you to listen to allow your feelings to come up instead of stuffing them down or distracting yourself or discounting yourself or gaslighting yourself, you have to use your intuition like a muscle. And the more you listen to it, the louder and louder it will get. So these are the questions that I want to leave you with. Um, I was trying to think, maybe I'll create an Instagram post in my stories with these questions. So you can refer to them because there's a few. Okay. Um, things that you can control. How many times you post? You can control that. How do you want to feel while you're marketing. How much time do you want to spend on marketing? This is my favorite one because so many women say it just takes so long. That is totally optional. That's in your control. You can actually change that if you want to. For me, I have a personal limit where I spend one hour per week creating my content. I drop it all in an, in an Apple note and my um, graphic designer, Amy, will come in and grab it and make it cute. That's just like a boundary that I set for myself. If it takes longer than that, I'm out. <laughs> and you can set that boundary for yourself too. I love if it takes you longer than 15 minutes to create a post or a reel, you either need to just post it the way that it is, 
or simplify it. There, problem solved. Marketing should now no longer take you more than 15 minutes to create a piece of content. I know it's easier said than done, but play around with it and practice it. Next question. What questions would I ask in my content that would start conversations? This is what we're getting at, right? If, if you want to help people feel loved, seen, and heard, you should be having conversations with people in your audience. We come to Instagram to be social. We come to Instagram to connect with people and to not feel so alone. So for me, this, what question could I ask in my content that would start conversations? I don't always know the answer to that. This for me is a prayer. I will literally pray and ask God to give me a question to ask that will help people feel loved, seen, and heard. If you guys heard my podcast episode about manifesting with God, that was 100% an answer to a prayer. Honestly, I have resisted talking about manifesting with God because I know it's kind of polarizing and kind of bold. And it was like an answer to a prayer. This is the question that you should ask in your content. And like I said, if you're like, God does not talk to me like that. It's, just, it's okay. It might just be a muscle to strengthen, to keep working on and playing around with. Or maybe he is talking to you that way and you need to stop discounting it or doubting it. Next, how many, what could I say or do or share say that would help one person feel loved, seen, and heard? That I feel like I can have impact in. I can't make an infinite number of people feel loved, seen, and heard, but if I focus on the one, I can do that. That feels doable. Next, how many invitations do I want to make? Like I said, I think that the number of times that you make an invitation and talk about your offer is directly correlated with how many sales you make. And so the whole purpose of this is not to never sell stuff. The whole purpose of this is not to never talk about the thing that you sell. The whole purpose of it is to make it feel more like when you talk about your offer, it feels like an active service. So it doesn't feel like your nervous system puts up so much resistance to it. How many times, how many offers do I want to make? For me, one of my personal goals I'll tell you, this is my, this is my marketing plan. I post five times per week on Instagram. I post five days per week in my Instagram stories. And I post whatever I feel like. I post whatever God tells me to talk about. I post a picture of my face if I want to. I post a screenshot of words if I want to, or I post an old selfie of myself. <laughs> Some of you are gonna start to notice me recycling selfies. If I don't wanna do my makeup today, I post an old selfie. And that's how I show my face today. Um, but I do have a goal to talk about to make an invitation or to make an offer five days per week on Instagram. Because that way I know I'm for sure inviting people into my world. And I like using the words invitation or offer instead of sell. I don't like to say, I like to put in a pitch once, once per day. I like to create an invitation to serve people. And lastly, how do I want to communicate my message to people? Okay, like I said, that's a lot of questions. I'm going to type those up. I will put them in a screenshot in my story so you can grab those after this if you want to. Finally, let me say again. But I think this is the perfect way to wrap this up. I want you to know this, this experience that we had today is what we're going to be doing in the greenhouse together. If you love this content, you're like, finally, someone who is saying the things I need to see to hear, someone who has zero guilt, zero shame, who loves their business so much and sees how it lends to their lifestyle instead of taking away from it, you're going to love the greenhouse. So the doors are going to open next Thursday, a week from today. And you'll be seeing, you'll be getting emails about that. If you're here, oh, actually, let me do this. Actually, no, I was going to put the link in the chat, but we're out of time. Um, keep your eyes peeled for invitations to join the greenhouse coming next week and the week after that. And if nothing else today, 
I hope that you leave this session feeling so empowered to move forward with love. Love for yourself, love for your audience, <clears throat> love for your product, love for your service, love for your offers. Instead of feeling like it's, instead of feeling like there's something that you have to gain from your Instagram marketing in order to feel good about it, what if we turn it totally around and say, the whole point of this is for you to give something? In a sentence, that would be, that would be the insight that I have for you today. So thank you guys so much for coming on live. I love having a Zoom room full of women. Sheree says, thank you. Love this message. Brittany says, I just need your voice in my brain all the time. Come join the greenhouse and you can have it once per week. <laughs> you can actually have it anytime because you're going to get access to the recordings of the calls too. So you can listen to them anytime you want. Madison says, thank you. Annie says, thank you. Jennifer, you guys are so welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in live. And I hope this helps. And I hope that you feel so much peace and confidence moving forward with your marketing. Bye, you guys. Have the best day ever. Hey, thank you so much for listening in today. Are we already friends on Instagram? If not, come over and follow me at kaylin.priest. It's the best way to get tons of free value that I put out into the world through my content and also to stay up to date on my current offers and ways that you can get more support and coaching from me. So come over, follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to say hi and let's be friends.